Welcome everyone. You're listening to Vic Food Stories. This is the podcast where we talk about food in and around Victoria, BC. My name's Dallas, and on today's episode, we're talking cheese. And I'm here with Guillaume. Hi. Who owns uh, La Perro? Yeah. Or how, what's the pronunciation? La Perro. You, you did La it Perro. pretty well. You did it pretty well. The R, I have a hard time with the R. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. I, li- <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Dude, so how are you doing? Good, good. Fantastic. I, I'm, I'm stoked to have, uh, have been linked with you because I know that you know uh, Yan. Yeah. And it's Yan, right? Yeah. So I've been pronouncing his name wrong this whole time because I call him Yan. But uh, you know Yan at Bon Macaron. Yeah. And um, you know Kyle and Shane. Yeah. Who you're actually now located in their space. Yeah, exactly. And they were on the last episode. They own um, Haas Sausage. And so you're in the space here with them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm selling cheese in the space. Uh, we partner up uh, to, to, to sell meat and cheese. Yeah. And at some point, we still soft opening, but the big opening going to be in September. But we, we are going to have everything you need to, to build a cheese bar. And so tell me about Lapero. Tell me about the company. So what, what's, what's your sort of your goal behind the company? What's your goal? Uh, my goal, um, how to say that I'm, I'm passionate with cheese, with the diversity in cheese. And I'm always a little bit sad when I see people always eating the same cheese or doing the same cheese board with the same accompaniments. And me, I just want to bring cheese to people's life, you know, some, uh, some diversity. It's, it's, uh, extremely interesting um um cultural in a cultural way because it's a 10,000 years of history cheese uh, so you have a lot of stories grew up with man the first kind of uh, food the man craft was uh, alcohol and cheese so that's that's really interesting and i just want to share with people the diversity in cheese to discover a new taste and to enjoy a good moment and it's not even like just necessarily cheese but when you do pair it with alcohol like that's a whole nother level right yeah like yeah, the yeah. combinations you can get going are pretty insane or share or sorry combining it with meat yeah combining it with lots of different stuff so you you have some little rules when you combine a, a cheese oh i'm sorry that's okay. actually you you have you have a lot, uh, some rules when you combine um, food in general and uh, and other food or food uh, with uh, alcohol. Yeah. Um, and with cheese and uh, and wine, for example, it's pretty interesting because both are uh, very sometimes deep in taste or or um, different in taste. So when you mix them together, when you put them together, you'll have a new cheese. Uh, some combination gonna uh, reinforce the taste of the cheese. Uh, some other combination gonna reveal some taste of the cheese. So, and um, in the opposite, the wine gonna be different too. So when you when you have a good pairing, it's when you have a cheese and a wine. When you combine them together, you have new taste in your in your mouth. So that's that's what's interesting in in a, in, in a pairing, uh, and you can pair with food too. Yeah. So pairing with food, uh, you have some uh, basic rules. Same things and for pairing wine, um, it's you don't want to overpower the cheese or overpower the the food or the wine you, you pair it with. So for example, uh, a mild cheese, uh, uh, a young brie, so a young brie can be pretty mild. Um, you don't want to combine it with a big bold red wine, or it's gonna just kill the cheese and you won't taste anything. Um, red wine in general. Don't go the best with cheese. So there are some cheese going really well with red wine, but most of the cheeses goes well with white wine. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a misconception. Usually, people think uh, 
I know cheese, cheese red wine. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? Um, because um, red wine uh, often is really powerful yeah. and you have some tannin in it. So when you have tannin, um, tannin won't mix really well with fat. And the fattiness in the cheese won't, won't go really well. Okay. So when you, you, you want to have a big, bold, very tannic wine, you want to pair it with a big, bold, very, uh, uh, strong cheese, like a blue or, uh, or a strong, uh, epoisse, for example. So there you can, you can pair it with red wine, but most of the rest goes really well with, uh, with white wine, like good cheese gonna go with a acidic and crispy white wine or uh, so you, you have some combination like that that's really interesting so obviously it depends on the cheese what you're going to pair it with yeah there's not really sort of like a universal item that pairs with across the board is there yeah, you, you have you have you have two 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 wine because obviously if you have a, a a board with five cheeses you won't open five bottles, you know. Well, so you could. You could if you <laughs> if you have a lot of people drink yeah, yeah. responsibly. Hundred <laughs> percent or not, but it depends. But but uh, no. So there's some um, the you can have a, um, a riesling with a good balance between acidity and uh, and sweet and sugar. If you have this good balance, it can go with a lot of cheeses. Uh, or if you prefer to have a, a, a red wine, a, a pinot noir, not too tannic. Can can go really well with a, a lot of cheeses. So those two wine can can go with a lot of cheeses. Awesome. And so with the company, what are the different services that you're gonna or you are offering and 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 will be offering? So we used to pre-COVID, we used to do workshops in the different places uh, in town. So in cheese shops and uh, in the restaurant or cafe. Um, so COVID happened. So we changed a little bit our services. We paired up, partner up with uh, our sausage. So we sell cheese here. Uh, cheese and uh, accompaniments and uh, soon we're going to sell uh, um, cheese equipment too. And, and Oh, really? Yeah, and, like knife and, and boards. And um, and pre-COVID, were you planning on finding a spot like this or were you just doing those sort of workshops at different places? No, I I, I was just doing the workshop, but I, I was uh, starting looking for, uh, for a share kitchen uh, to develop my business and to have uh, new services and sell cheese board. So now on the website, you ju just can go on the website and uh, you have a, a choice of cheese board you can pick from. Uh, you can customize them. So when you go on the website, you have um, lots of ads on. You have macarons, you have uh, house sausage meats. Obviously, I love their meat. So uh, you can add one, two, two house sausage meat. You can add some uh, some uh, uh, um, duck foie gras they do, which is fantastic. Um, and you can add uh, olives, Etc. Etc. So you can really customize your board, um, and uh, soon in the next uh, in next two weeks uh, we're gonna offer um, like a cheese club. It's gonna call the the collective. So we'll deliver to your door uh, uh, three cheeses, uh, half a kilo, a pound. I think. In yeah, a, it's about a pound. Yeah, a yeah. Pound. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and and we'll always add each month um, a little accompaniment. Some something's funny. Uh, uh, related to cheese, it can be it can be a nice uh, local honey going really well with one of the cheeses you have in your box uh, for for this month, or it can be a, a cheese knife that you can use for for a long time, or it can be it can be anything. So so it, it's going to be fun to do that, uh, and we're going to do the same with um, cheese board. So it's going to be the cheese board collective, 
and then you receive a, a cheese board each month. What's going to be fun with this one is we're going to really put a theme in the cheese board. Like for Christmas, it's going to be a Christmas cheese board. So special stuff for Christmas. For Halloween, it's going to be special stuff too. So, so are, there, are there seasonal cheeses that are traditionally done or consumed at those times of year? So yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some cheeses uh, like um, Mondar. Okay. Mondar, it's a, it's a cheese, I would say, 20, 20 centimeters in circumference um, that you, you, you use a spoon. So you break the top. It's a wash rind. You break the top and you use a spoon to eat it. Really? So it, it, yeah, it's a kind of, of cheese you, you're going to use uh, uh, during uh, winter because they are really fatty. They're really rich. Um, and you, you have uh, other cheese like raclette. I love raclette. We'll probably do some raclette. Uh, we, we already did some pop-up raclette. Uh, do, do you know about raclette? No. So raclette is, is a, it's an alpine dish. Um, some say it's from Switzerland. French people say, say it's from France, but anyway, it's from the Alps. And, uh, and basically, it's, uh, you, you have uh, half wheel of cheese called raclette, but you can use other cheese, which is really interesting too, but you can use this cheese called raclette. And um, you eat up the top part of the cheese, and then it's going to melt and sometimes grill a little bit. Mm. And then you, you scrape it. So in French, you say raclette. So raclette come from there. So you scrape the top of the melted cheese uh, on potatoes, meat, cornichon, bread. And it's just fantastic. Is that it's as, as good as it sounds. Um, and uh, so this is the kind of, of dish uh, we, we do with cheese during, uh, during winter. Okay. And you have other cheese that's just made in summer. Um, like here, we have a good example here in BC, actually, in uh, Agassiz, uh, Natural Farmhouse, they do a fantastic cheese called, called Heidi. Uh, so it's a, it's a Alpine cheese too. What's called Alpine cheese, it's a way to do cheese. It's a kind, kind of cheese. So it's like Gruyere, it's a Alpine cheese. So this Alpine cheese is just made during uh, um, summer. Because the milk tastes different in summer. Because the, the cow, uh, they are, they're grazing in fields uh, with fresh herbs, fresh flowers, fresh uh, uh, wild herbs, etc. So fresh brushes. And uh, so the milk is richer and richer in taste too. So you can see it when you look um, at a cheese like ID. You can see the paste of the cheese is really yellow, butter mm. yellow. And this you can say right away, this is a summer cheese. And this, this cheese is only made during summer. So you can't have it all year long, which is, which I love. I, I love this kind of stuff. Hmm. So yeah, the, the, um, you have seasonal cheese. Yeah. Okay. And dude, so what, what's your background with cheese and food? So, um, well, I'm French, so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's mandatory, as I told you, mandatory for us to, to love cheese. And, which, which and I just want to say, this is the first episode where I forgot to start recording. <laughs> so we did like 15 minutes already. And uh, then I looked down at the board and the time wasn't moving. And I was like, oh, no. So yeah. we're, we're redoing a little bit of this. That's fine. Yeah, you, no. You look so, so disappointed. I feel I, bad for you. I wish, yeah, I wish you had got like a photo of my face. <laughs> I was probably devastated. But dude, so thank you. That's why we're good. Oh, no, good. we're great. We're great. So... What we were saying? Oh yeah, my background. So so yeah, I I, uh, I was born in Normandy, but I, I grew up in Lyon. Lyon is the second biggest city in France, and um, it's a very old city. You have some uh, Roman amphitheaters. It's it's very old city, and it's a city um, called the capital of food in France. 
Capital You have to. You, you don't have a choice. I love I mean, it. Thank you. The next time you go to France, you'll have a, a list from me to go in Lyon, a list of restaurants to go in Lyon. Oh, thank so, you so much. So it's a great place for food. Uh, but mostly it, it's, it's mostly my, my, uh, my grandparents because I have one side of my family, um, coming from Alsace where you have, uh, a, a tradition of cheese, like monster, but not huge tradition of cheese, but a little bit, but they have a huge tradition in, uh, in, uh, wine. So, uh, Riesling and Gewurztraminer, for example, come from there. Um, so I was introduced at a young age to wine. So I didn't drink, drink wine at, at eight. I reassure you, but you know, it, it was normal at some point that at the end of the, 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 the Sunday, uh, Sunday lunch, uh, your grandfather gave you like a little bit of, uh, of sweet wine in your glass just to taste it. And so I was introduced to, to, to wine really young. Yeah. And on my mother's side, I come from Fran Franche-Comté. Um, so Franche-Comté is north of the Alps. It's, um, they have a little mountain there called Jura. And they're really well known for their cheese. Um, they do Morbier, they do Comté, uh, they do a kind of Gruyère too. So yeah, when I was a kid, I was growing up there. And uh, my family, was, well, a lot of family in France, but m my family has always uh, um, at least three cheeses in the, in the fridge. It's uh, mandatory. So which three cheeses were always common in your fridge? So we often have uh, a blue cheese. My mother loved blue cheese, so often it was Roquefort. It could be uh, so, so, some else, but Roquefort was uh, pretty pretty popular in my fridge. Um, we always have a, um, a versatile, versatile cheese like a Gruyere, uh, so you can grate it. You can grate it on a gratin, or you can grate it uh, on, on your salad, or you can just eat it like that, or melt it in a grilled cheese, so versatile cheese. And the last one was of, often a, a soft one, uh, a brie or a camembert uh, on the stickier side. We, we didn't like the two young one because not, not, not tasty enough. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was. So it was, would one of those two types be kind of one if someone was basically looking for something that doesn't really know anything about cheese, that's going to pair it nicely with everything. One of those last two that you mentioned would be a good choice. Yeah, I, I think Gruyere is a, is a good one. Okay. Gruyere is a good one because uh, the, the taste is not, too, it depends if it's a old cavage Gruyere, it, it's going to be a bit stronger, but it's not never going to be stinky. Are never gonna be uh, um, pungent or or strong as a blue. Never. So so Gruyere is a is, is a nice one. It's a nice in middle. We'll say. Okay. And and the name of the company. Yeah, L'Apéro. Yeah. So it, what 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 does that mean? So L'Apéro, it's a, it's kind of a tradition in France. Um, um, when you're young and you're 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 working with your friends after after work, you're gonna say, okay, let's have L'Apéro. So we go out. Uh, someone's place or in a bar or anywhere and uh, we have some food to share so very often it's uh, cheese and meat and uh, and boards like this and some drinks and we just speak about well you know we're french so we speak about love politics we fight a lot and then we're friend again so it's really french french tradition <laughs> um, but it, every edge can do that older people they always do l'apéro before the meal they're gonna have some little bites to it with a drink and then they have the, they have dinner so, but often when you're younger, l'apéro is, l'apéro is dinner. You start like an apéro, but it becomes a party or, or a dinner. So is the, is the intent behind that then like sort of community to come together and, yeah. and share time? For me, and it's, it's weird to say that, uh, in our COVID time, but, uh, for me, the well-being of a community is really, um, is really getting to together around food, 
and speak. And when you speak with someone, of if you have a misunderstanding with someone, you just speak, you know, right? So this kind of moments, uh, like l'apéro or like social gathering, are so important for the well-being of a community. So I, I miss that a little bit from France because you have other ways uh, here in Canada to uh, to build your co community, to, to, to gather. It's, it's different. It's, uh, it, yes, it, yes. It's just not the same, you know. But I wanted to bring that here to this, uh, this, uh, yeah, this conviviality we have, uh, at L'Apero when we do that in France. I just wanted to bring it here a little bit. I love it. And you know. so pre COVID, you were doing, um, the sort of pop-ups yeah. at different restaurants. Yeah. And is that, was that kind of basically you were giving that authentic experience at those, at those events? Yeah. So, uh, we were doing workshop, um, at Otavio, the London chef, uh, in Duncan at Jensley or at House of Boateng. Which, so shout out to all those places. Yeah. They're all oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was just at the Ainsley about a month ago and I loved it. It was fantastic. They're fantastic people. And none of them said no, or let me think about it. They were right on cause they love food and they wanted to share it with people. So I, I was so lucky and happy to meet, to meet these people. So thanks to them. Thanks to, to all of them. It's awesome that you went, which by the way, just a side note for anyone looking, if you're going up Island and if you're looking for a place that, that is like safe during COVID, I would consider the Ainsley very safe Yeah, because it's, it's basically open air. Yeah. It's basically open air. And I, I really enjoyed my visit there. It was very good. Yeah. You have big door window. You have a big patio. And, and you were saying that people... Food is fantastic there. It, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but you were saying people too from Duncan had come down and gone to some of your stuff, right? Yeah. So, some like before. So, so some people in Duncan uh, were coming to my workshop in, uh, in Victoria. And at some point I did a workshop in, uh, in Duncan and I saw the same people and they, they told me, yeah, we, we, we had nothing here. Uh, you know, in a, like for foodies, there are not a lot of events. So they were so happy to be able to come close to their home uh, and not to have to go to Victoria and come back at 11 at night. So it, it was really fun. So we were doing we a workshop. We are doing cheese tasting 101 where we really go through the ba basic. We, we, we taste like 12, 12 kinds of cheeses from the freshest one to the oldest one to, to see the difference in milk, in aging, in cheese making, what affects the taste of the cheese and some history. We were doing uh, cheese board mastering, really fun one because uh, I break up the, the, the group in different teams and each team I had to do a specific cheese board with a specific theme, specific decor, specific cheese too and accompaniments. And then they build that cheese board and at the end of the workshop, we present to the other people our beautiful cheese boards. We're really proud and we present them and then we eat it all. So it was really fun. And we did to a cheese and wine and cheese and beer pairing party. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. How so, many of these, uh, how many of these events did you do pre-COVID, um, do you think? Maybe 12 or 15, something like that. Okay. Yeah. It's really unfortunate that you couldn't just continue like plowing along with that. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to, to re invent new stuff of course of course it's an opportunity to try new things yeah. and you were saying that um that i guess you're going to be doing this online yeah so we'll see how it goes in the next uh, few weeks um when i'm set up here at uh, at the shop and uh, on, on my website when everything is set up i'm gonna start to think about it see if we can do this safely in places or if we can't we're gonna do it on uh, online so on zoom and uh, I'm probably going to start with uh, cheese and beer or cheese and wine pairing and, and pair up, partner up with um, either a winery or a brewery and, uh, and we'll bring the cheese and the, and the wine or beer to your place and on Zoom. And we'll do exactly the same 
than a, a workshop, uh, the workshop we used to do. But at the end, we won't have the, the cheese board coming and uh, l'apéro time happening. Uh, but there's going to be a kind of cheese board uh, in the package too. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Awesome. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and so with everything, you, were, you mentioned you have the two different subscription sort of packages. Yeah. There's the cheese board. Yeah. And then there's the other one as well. So cheese board collective and the cheese collective. Yeah. Yeah. And so the cheese collective one is, is that's the one with the, it's a, it's a pound of cheese. Yeah. And it's, there's a different thing that combines with each cheese, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to be one, one accompaniment. So yeah. it's going to go either with all the cheese or with one of the cheese particularly. Yeah. Uh, but you, you're going to have, um, uh, in, in, in the package, you'll have the cheese, you'll have this little gift and you'll have, um, uh, cheese cards. Which which gonna explain a little bit of the story of the cheese, uh, what the cheese tastes like, That's awesome. and You're some, some that. information and uh, and uh, I I love that I I love going to a cheese shop and see these little cheese cards you know with all the explanation where it comes from what's the milk etc so so it's gonna be that in the package too to to really enjoy it it's gonna be a real cheese tasting because um, really what I try to do is is to bring uh, cheese diversity to, to discover new cheese and new stories about cheese and new stuff so so I'm really gonna try to to put in this package each month uh, some some in- interesting cheese some something funny impressive or yeah that's awesome and then so on the other one in the cheese board that's more of just a traditional board so is that right yeah it's um it's i do my my cheese board box uh that you you can see on uh, on my website that's uh you can buy right now if you want and there's pictures so you can see them and it's gonna be uh yeah a more uh a more um um how to say that um i'm sorry you're gonna cut that huh? it's gonna be um we don't cut stuff we just keep going <laughs> it's okay is it is it more of like something that you would expect with a cheese board no, no, it, it just, the, the cheese board, you're going to receive a cheese board each, each month. I found the word. It's going to be seasonal. Oh, I love it. It's going to be already seasonal. So, so. Uh, and both of these things are, are going to be every month, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the first one, you asked me for price earlier. Uh, the, the, the collective, the cheese collective, probably going to be around 60 bucks. Uh, I, I don't know yet for the, the cheese board because um, probably I'm going to um, give the opportunity to people to choose the size. Of the cheese board. I see. So uh, if you're just two at home, you, you'll, have, you'll be able to have a cheese board for two. And if you're more, you'll, you'll be able to have four more. Dude, you're going to be like covering everyone's cheese needs. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my goal. It's my goal. All your cheese cravings, <laughs> come to me. Come to L'Apéro. <laughs> I got you covered. And so when you when you talk about cheese, and you know, you mentioned wine as well. And with wine, there is, um, you can get, you can become a sommelier. Yeah. And so with cheese, does something like that exist with cheese as well? So in cheese, you have a different kind of, um, of work, of type of work. Um, you have the cheesemonger. So the cheesemonger is a guy like me in a cheese shop uh, who specializes in cheese. He's going to know a lot. He's going to have a lot of knowledge in cheese, how they make it, what's the story, how it tastes. And they're going to uh, run the shop. So they're going to uh, select each cheeses. Uh, in the case, so they have a, there is a nice diversity of cheese and it makes sense. You have some, some goats, some sheep, some cow, you have some old, some young, you have some blue, some washed rind. So you, you want this diversity. And sometimes a cheesemonger gonna transform the cheese a little bit. For example, I, I smoked a gruyere a, a few weeks ago. Or uh, he's gonna age them a little bit more if he, if they come uh, young. For example, you often have a young brie coming, and you want to, to leave it a little bit in the fridge and uh, 
and see how it evolves. So, so the manga are gonna do that. And then you have the cheese maker and the cheese makers, it's actually the, the guy who's gonna actually make the cheese and it's different kind of study. So this is for, for Europe. In North America, I know there, there's a cheese certification, uh, which is more, I would say, more general. You, you have a little bit of everything. You, you learn how, when you're a monger, you have to learn a little bit how cheese is made, you know, cause a lot of the taste of the cheese come from the way it was made. So you have to understand it and you, you have to, 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 to know it. So they, they do that, uh, with the cheese certification. I think it's in, uh, in San Francisco, they're based. And, um, are you, yeah, are you can, making any of your own stuff? Am I making my own, uh, own at all? Own uh, cheese? My own cheese. I, I, I did at home. Okay. So I wanted, you know what, when I was, when I did a, I did a workshop at um, a class, actually, it was more a class than a workshop at um, the London chef. And uh, they, they, they wanted me to, it was all new for me. So I, I asked them, well, what do you want me to do a demo at first and uh, cook with cheese? Cause it's a cooking, cooking uh, school. And they said, yes. So I was thinking, okay, I'm, maybe I'm going to make them, make them make cheese. And actually I, I each time I tried at home, I was a little bit disappointed. It's it's not that easy. Yeah, it's really hard, right? It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. You have to have the right milk. You have to have the right bacteria to put in the milk. So it's 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 the cheese you can do really quick in, at your place with your uh, uh, regular stuff. It's never going to be as good as a, a real cheese made by a cheesemaker. But uh, we, we did some, some nice stuff. You can, you can cook. You can cook a lot with cheese, actually. For example, I did macaron. We talked about Yann and bon macaron earlier. Of course. Um, so I asked Yann, because he do some, some macaron with cheese. He's, he's doing one with uh, blue cheese and pear. Yes, and, that uh, one's really good. Yeah. It's surprising, eh? Yeah. Uh, 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 people are always scared of blue cheese, but when you pair it with something sweet, then you have the minerality coming and you have something new coming. It's, it's a taste that you don't taste a lot. I mean, it's really Pe- interesting. People are really like, um, like, like you said, like kind of scared of yeah. blue cheese and, and it is definitely a very strong flavor. Yeah. But one of the things that I really love is like a blue cheese and a lamb burger. Like oh, those yeah. two combined. Yeah. Cause like, like lamb by itself is also some people, um, are off are put off by sort of the, the, the flavor of the meat. It's very strong. Yeah. With the blue cheese, is it normal to, do you want to pair something else with it that is very strong? Yeah. For example, a, a, a blue cheese with a smoked meat going to go really well because they're both strong. So not one of them going to overpower the other. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, you want to do that. And same, same thing with, uh, when you pair it with, uh, with wine or, or beer. A nice, a nice pairing with beer is a stout with uh with a blue cheese it's really nice really personally stout is not my favorite kind of beer yeah but when i I have it with some blue cheese i love it yeah it's really worth it i can't wait to see the the pairings that you come up with with local companies yeah i'm gonna try to work with category 12 i'm gonna try i didn't ask them yet really (laughs) maybe i should not tell it (laughs) i didn't ask them yet but they have a a nice way i I like giving them a shout out at least you want to you want to work with them yeah oh yeah okay yeah i I like their way to make uh to make beers they really put a lot of uh thinking in uh, taste wise when they i see that they age uh some some uh some um sorry yeah they age some some um some beers in a barrel who was holding whiskey before I find it so interesting. It's a, they have a really nice approach. I think in there's a, a lot of lot of thought behind yeah. put behind what they're doing. It's doing yeah. with purpose, yeah, yeah, with intent. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And um, so in town here, when because you've been here for a while, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, eight years. Eight years. And so in town, have you been working with cheese the entire time? No, no, no. Um, my background is really... I work with uh, with kids for 18 years. I was a um, specialized educator in France and specialized teacher assistant here in uh, in Canada for a long time. Okay. And then I was director of the French community radio for uh, for two years. Yeah. So you're used to being on a talking into a mic, right? Yeah. 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 And so at some point, I just realized after I was uh, the director of the, of the radio that I could uh, manage a team. I could find find some funds. I could. Uh, yeah, make make things work together and have a big budget and manage this budget. So uh, it, it's been a while. I wanted to to change. I, I I loved working with kids. It was fantastic. I spent fantastic years. Uh, but at some point, I wanted to change a little bit. So so yeah, I was I was thinking the the food business was really interesting. And again, l'apéro, l'apéro is something I missed a lot. And I was like, okay, I need to do something and bring this here. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, sharing something that people, an experience that we wouldn't have otherwise here. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just, um, I think Victoria is really the right city to do it because uh, there's an there's a European atmosphere in Victoria in a way. I I, I know that you, you hear that a lot in Victoria, but your foodies, I mean, I heard one time that there was uh, per capita uh, as much uh, restaurants in Victoria than in San Francisco. It's it's crazy. That's I've heard that a lot. That people say like there and here are like number one, number two. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, that. That's what I don't. I've never. I've tried to look it up and find like the the actual number. Yeah, because and it I couldn't find it. Okay, so maybe everyone it's says just, it. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some truth to it. Yeah, because there's a lot of restaurants for oh, for, the, for the population. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, it's it's in very. Uh, uh, a nice diversity of restaurants because this is something else too you, you have diversity in restaurants here i love that it's, it's fantastic of course and like when no matter what area you go into there's going to be an amazing place yeah like you mentioned house of botang yeah you go to the west shore yeah like castro he does an amazing job at that place it's crazy it's it's uh at first the first time i went i was just a client i wanted a coffee and oh, you got to get more I, than I saw the it coffee. was a coffee place. And then I enter and I see all he was offering, uh, st- some stuff with some uh, sauce with some special, uh, um, um, not spices, you know, some African spices in it. And, uh, it, it, it's just very surprising. And he works, uh, with a Japanese chef too. And, uh, which, which is, he's a fantastic guy. And, uh, both together, so they're doing, I mean, the, the food is out of this world. It's, it's a combination that I never see anywhere else. Hmm. So really interesting. Yeah. I had a really good, uh, one of the dishes I had there, I don't know if they still do it, but it was plantains with pork belly. I don't know if they do it still, but it sounds fantastic. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> like anything with pork belly, I'm in. Yeah, you see, for example, banana plantain. Well, uh, it's not it's not used often in restaurants in Canada, I guess, unless in very specific places from, you know, South America places or... But House of Boateng, it's not South America. It's South America, but it's to Africa and it's it's Europe too. It's uh, Japan too. It's, I mean, there's a, a concentrate of cultures there that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Anyone that hasn't been there, they need to go. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And they do, they don't, I did workshops there, but they do a lot of events there. They have a forage events sometimes. There was one that he had with, there was like a magician that was going around. Yeah. yeah. Were you at one of those? No, no, but I, okay. I, I know really well. I did a little, little bit of magic. I know really well this magician. Oh, you, you yeah. do magic? Yeah. Back, back in the day. And do you, can uh, you still do it? <laughs> no, Dude, I hope you, do you have some cards no, here or something? No, no. Blow my mind. No, no. But, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very nice place. They did, they did a, a night too. It was a dinner around, uh, chocolate. So interesting. So, so yeah. Oh, I think they had, um, yes, they had, um, uh, the fellow from the chocolate project Yeah, and I'm blanking on his name right now. And I, I, t- I speak to him all the time at the market. He's, he knows so much about chocolate though. That's another thing. If anybody wants I, a I chocolate try, bar, that's going to blow your mind. I try to remember as I can. Uh, but go to the chocolate project in the Victoria public market. Yeah. yeah. And him and his wife also do the, um, uh, the canning project and, and the, the signal rocks also that they have. And they, it's they, amazing. They sell veggies too, no, right? Uh, so they, they do have on Fridays, on Fridays, there yeah. is the farm fresh Fridays. Cause I, I bought some, uh, fantastic, uh, uh, figs, uh, last Friday mm. that I put on the cheese board. I, I sold this weekend. Yeah. So, so fantastic place to go. It's uh, it was really nice. I don't, I don't think they do that all year long though. But, uh, I, I'd, I'd only seen it come up like this summer, kind of. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know the specifics of how long they're doing it for, but the stuff that they, 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 yeah. If you want a chocolate, like an amazing chocolate bar, I had probably, I think the best one I've ever had in my life Oh wow. was from there, uh, uh, several months ago. And it was a habanero sea salt one. Oh, interesting. But it was, it was incredible. Yeah. I, I was surprised. Um, I've been to the cheese and meat festival last year and mm-hmm. they paired, there, there was a workshop, they paired cheese with, uh, with chocolate. And it was the first time I tested cho- chocolate with jalapeno in it. It was fantastic. I didn't expect to like it. It was really you normally interesting. Li- do you like, like jalapenos? Me, I don't like sp- hot. I like spicy, but I don't like hot. Okay. So I was afraid it was hot, but no, it was spicy. You had all the spice and the, um, the amertume. Oh, I don't know how to say that. In, the amertume in, in chocolate, you know, it, it was really interesting. I was, I was really impressed. And he, 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 he paired it with a brie, uh, a goat brie. So acidic brie, it was fantastic. Fantastic. And just that combination again, was that a situation where combining the two together, they both now like sort of mutated into something else. Yeah, exactly. Cause the, the, the acidity in, in, uh, in, uh, goat cheese again, uh, is going to be fight by the, the sugar you have in the chocolate and all the floral, floral test going to come out with the jalapeno. It's yeah, it's a very good combination. So how would you say that the cheese is in BC and, and on the island here? How would you rate it? And so I don't rate cheese because it's like rated your kids. So I won't rate cheese. Okay. No, no, it's not that. It's, um, uh, it's like everywhere else. Actually, you know, in France, you have some, uh, some cheese. I mean, some industrial cheese, you know, it's, you, you have some bad stuff in France too. We were not. Um, but in, 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 uh, in BC, I think, um, when, when I'm going to put it like this, when I, I started working at Otavio, I was two years cheesemonger at Otavio in Ogbe. Okay. Uh, love Otavio. Shout out to the, the, um, the gelato they have there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That stuff when you walk in and you see the sheen on it. Yeah. This like the shine. Organic BC milk. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's made at Otavio. Yeah. All is made at Otavio. So it's a fantastic place. So when I was a cheesemonger there, they separate the cheese case in two cases. You had the international cheese case. And the Canadian cheese case. 
So there I discovered, I really discovered Canadian cheeses. It was my work. So I had to taste them all. So I taste them all. And I was impressed a lot by Quebec cheese because they have a longer, way longer tradition than you in BC uh, in cheese making. So they have a wide variety of cheese and it's, they're really impressive in what they're doing. And then I started to discover the BC cheese. And you have Poplar Grove, you have uh, Natural Farm at Agassiz, you you have fantastic places, you have Alt Whistle in Duncan. Shout out uh, to Alt Whistle. Yeah, you have Little yeah. Qualicum Cheese Factory, you, you have a lot of places, Little Cheesemaker was doing a fantastic job. So yes, you have some industrial cheese, that like everywhere else, it's normal, but you start to have really, and I think it's growing, you have really a growing community of cheesemakers. Uh, in the Okanagan, here on the island, uh, that's really thriving. I mean, it's, I feel it's just a start and it's really, really, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm really happy to see that. At Little Qualicum, they used to have a, um, I think it was my favorite wine that I've ever had at the, uh, at Mooberry Winery. Yeah. I don't know if you ever tried that because no. I don't, I don't think it's around anymore. Oh, um, it was the one with the wine? It was a wine. Yeah. It wasn't a dessert wine, but it was, I think it was a raspberry yeah, they, 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 uh, they do on the property, they do some, um, fruit wine. Exactly. So they used one of these fruit wine to, and it was mar like marbled a little bit with the wine. Yeah. That, 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 so something about the raspberry one. Mm. I think it was the dish that I would always make at home, which is like a quinoa salad. Okay. It paired so nicely with that salad. It just did the two of them together was just like astronomical. Yeah. Fr fruit often goes really well with cheese. Fruits can be fantastic with cheese, but they have one, uh, I think it's Mont, Mont Moriarty that I like particularly. So yeah, no, they, they have, they have very good cheese. Yeah. And you're lucky here in BC. Yeah, no, I think we are. Um, but I mean, I don't really know anything about cheese, so I'm just guessing. <laughs> we, 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 we all learn all, all our life. So you want to try some cheese to learn some? We, I'm down to try some for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. We do that. We do that now. Do you want to do it now? Okay. Let's Is now the it. ideal time? Uh, are, you, are you good? I'm good. Okay. So you. I'm always ready to you eat. Start from the left, you. Okay. Okay. So what we try to do here, it's starting with a go from the milder to the strongest. Uh, so I might, yeah, I'm hesitating between uh, the, the two last one, but let's try. Let's start with this one. Okay. So and this, so the the piece we have here has sort of a. Is that in that dark bit in the middle? Is that the aged bit? Or what is so that? So it's ashes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, it's a cheese from, uh, from Quebec called uh, Sorcier de Missisquoi. Okay. And uh, so they put the ashes in the middle. It doesn't bring any taste. It's mostly for the look. But it, come from, it comes from a cheese called Morbier from France, uh, coming from my, my grandmother's place in, in Jura. And so Morbier was made because... They were used to make Comté. Comté cheese, it's a big wheel, 100 kilo wheel. It's huge. So big wheel of cheese, but sometimes they had a little too much milk. So after the morning, uh, when they took the, the milk in the morning, they do a Comté and they have a little bit too much. So they pour it in a bucket and they're going to cover it with ashes to prevent the flies to come on the milk. And then at night, they're going to go see the cows, harvest, harvest the milk again take what they need to do the Comté and the leftover, they're going to pour it on top of the leftover of the morning and the ashes are still there. I so see. you have this line of ashes in the middle. It was because of that. It was a cheese made with the leftovers of other cheeses. Okay. So, so you, so you get morning. kind of like a, uh, a combination of a little bit different days worth or whatever. Yeah. So it's more like, is it more of like a well-rounded yeah, no, cheese it, or? It, it, it's, it's really, it's really, 
it really they use the milk left over to do a new cheese, but they, they never use a regular milk to do it. It's just, I don't know, it's, it was a tradition. Now they do proper morbier with proper milk and, and stuff, but they keep, keep putting the ashes in the middle because it's what makes the morbier morbier, the ashes in the middle. Okay. And if you're, if you're eating cheese, is there anything special you should do with it? Um, the, f- first, when you eat cheese, you want to take it out of the fridge, like 45 minutes prior. If you have a very runny cheese, maybe 30 minutes if it's really runny. But you, you want the cheese at room temperature to have all, all the taste. And when you, ta- when you taste it, it's always good to, to smell it first. So it's going to give you some information. Sometimes you have the, the rind of the cheese going to smell really cavey because it was aged in the cave. And you, you have some uh, hay or some, some specific aromas. And then when you touch it, you, you, you take it with your, your finger. And when you touch it, it's going to give you information to your brain of what the fat amount is, what the texture you expect in your mouth. So you can really experience the cheese with all your senses. Um, some cheese, they have crystal in them when they're old, so you can hear the cheese. Uh, some cheese. What, what do you mean you can hear the cheese? Because the crystal, it's a, it's a crunchy part. So oh, I see. It's gonna, we, we're gonna have, we, sorry, we're gonna have one with, with crunches. You, you'll see, you can actually hear the cheese or the squeaky cheese. Yeah, uh, from Quebec. Yeah, so you can really Which, e- hear it. Too. Shout out to the poutine in Quebec City. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I, I tried it in Montreal. And I tried it in Quebec City. I thought that the, the poutine in Quebec City was better because of the real squeaky cheese curds. And I don't know if that's just the places I went to in Montreal, but they didn't seem to be using those the same as they were in Quebec City. So the, the cheese curds, it's um, the cheese curd, the sound it makes, it's because the, the bond between the fat and the protein in cheese, cheese is basically fat, protein, and water. So the, the, the protein and fat going to bond together really strong. And when they uh, work the curds, they're going to stretch it, slam it on the, on the table, stretch it, slam it. So the bond is really strong. And when you eat a, a fresh curl like this, your, your teeth, they have a hard time to go through this bond. And it makes a squeak, squeak, the squeaky sound of the cheese. Yeah. So what did you think of this one? So that one right there, the thing I noticed, it, it smelled a lot stronger than I expected. When I compare the, the, the flavor of it, because it was very, it was very light, I found the flavor. Yeah. But the smell was, was, I would say smelt a lot more yeah. than, than how much impact the flavor had, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because you have, when we eat it, it's still really creamy. Yeah, it was super creamy. So it, it's going uh, uh, to get the, the, the flavor milder a little bit because of the creaminess. For example, we talked about a strong blue cheese earlier. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of people that don't really like blue cheese. They're going to like, like a combonzola. Combozola cheese, it's a mix between a blue cheese and a brie. So you have some fattiness in it. So it's really, it, it's really creamy. And the creaminess is going to get the cheese a little bit milder. And so with cheese, you always want, like, is it all cheeses that you want to be at room temperature? Yeah. Every yeah, single yeah. one? Yeah. So I've been eating cheese wrong the whole part no, of my it, life it, too. It, it I, just, I, no, it's not wrong. It, it's just, you miss something. It's different, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have more layers in the cheese, you're going to more taste in the cheese when you eat it at room temperature. You know, so like that one right there, if you ate, if you had that in the fridge and you pulled it out of the fridge and immediately ate it, what would be different? I mean, obviously the texture would be different. Is the texture going to be... Uh, it's going to be thicker or harder, more, right? More elastic. Than okay. There it was more supple. Yes. It, was, it would be more elastic and the taste would be milder. 
Oh, even milder. Yeah. Okay, so if you let cheese acclimate to room temperature, that the the um the flavor goes up. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, have more flavor. It's like the wine. Some wine, some wine are made to 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 be drink cold, but most of them no. Most of them you want to to pour them in a aerator first and leave it at room temperature a little while. So to 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 just get the 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 flavor and the aromas to develop. And to, is there any, there's no way with cheese to sort of open it up. Like with wine, you see people stir the glass yeah. and that opens it up. Yeah. With this, you just let it sit, right? When, when they, when they, they uh, move the glass, it's just to, to bring more oxygen in yeah. the, in the, in the glass. So the, uh, olfactive compound come out easier. I see. Okay. So this one, no, you can, sometimes, uh, people would taste cheese. So n- now we have uh, a Gruyere, cabbage Gruyere, premier cru. Fantastic Gruyere from Swiss. And sometimes people, I, I personally, I don't do it, but if you want to look like a really professional, you can just break the piece and put it under, under your, your nose and smell it. Okay. So this one, I, the thing I'm noticing about this one is it's, it's doesn't smell anywhere near as strong. No, no, it's an, it's a, a cheese with uh, age a little bit more. So the, the, the smell gonna be uh, lessened. So inside that one, there's, there was a little bit of that. Is it the crystal? Yeah. That's is. So is that what you're talking about? Sort of that little bit of like grainy. Yeah. Little bit of texture. Yeah. So this, um, as I told you, it's a fat and protein bond together, and when the bond start to wear off as it aged, it leaves behind. If you want a little skeleton or a little, and the name, the scientific name, I don't have it right now. It's a fun name. I don't get it. I don't have it right now, but it, it has its own name um, to explain that. And it's just in aged cheese. So I'm going to receive next week a fantastic Beamster Gouda, 26 months old. It's going to be fantastic. It's one of the uh, older cheese I taste uh, with the Parmigiano Reggiano. And uh, you have the crystals. There you are. It's really crunchy. You can see them in the paste really clearly. You're excited, eh? Oh, yeah. This so one's going to be fantastic. With, with cheese, what, what's the typical aging process for cheese? What's the typical window of like aging for cheese? Okay. Um, so you have some, like the one we have now, I would say it's around six, eight months. Okay. Um, uh, the cheddar we're going to taste afterwards, uh, it's going to be more than more a year. And you know, you can have some cheddar, four year olds, five year old cheddar. Yeah. What does that taste like? It's strong, sharp. Um, me, I like the, the old good, the very old good, cause it's almost, um, it's really um, butterscotch, uh, almost whiskey at the end. You almost have a whiskey ta- whiskey taste at the end. It's strong. It's it's really it's not pungent. It's strong, and uh, you have different layer. You it linger in your mouth. So when you start, it's not the same taste as when it you you finished. It's it's fantastic. I love that. Really. But, so it is sort of adjusts and it changes over the course of eating it. Yeah. That's really interesting because I know like with some alcohol where like, 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 uh, the vine, the vermouth, I was at a market and they let you try the, um, the, the vermouth. And they said like the first sip that you take, it's going to hit in the front of your mouth. Yeah. And then the second one's going to hit somewhere else. Then the third is going to hit somewhere else. And it sort of activates everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's, um, when you have, um, uh, and that's what is really interesting in cheese, you have different layers. You have, we compare a lot cheese and wine. A good cheese and a good wine is the same thing. You want the taste to go up, to transform and go up, go up, 
stay a little bit and still, you know, lingering. You want the cheese to linger. If mm. it lingers, it means that you had a, a, a real experience with your cheese. And so this third one, how would you describe this? So what is this one? So this one is a cheddar from PEI, Prince Edward Island. So I chose this one to make you taste because um, I'm ashamed to, 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 to say that. But uh, when I, I first came in Canada, and like a lot of French people, actually, I thought that cheddar was, uh, you know, the orange stuff you have in a little pouch of plastic that you probably put on, on top of a burger. I thought it was cheddar. And I came here, I start going to Otavio as a client. And I bought this cheddar one time because I was like, okay, if they sell it at Otavio, it must be good was fantastic so we don't know cheddar in france <laughs> so wait this, this, this one, one right is here is cheddar yeah because this yeah this looks nothing like what i would call cheddar no but the, the taste on this one i find the smell again was not super strong but the flavor was was very balanced yeah. i would say it was very just like smooth yeah it's i would say it's a bit sharp but it's buttery too you have like a buttery taste into it so it's gonna really um yeah, put the sh sharpest side a little bit behind, and then you have the butter and the salt. Um, when you eat this this particular one, it's a cloth bound. When you eat it closest to the cloth, it's going to be more cavey. So on the same piece of cheese, you can have different flavor too. And what's interesting with this one is the, the cows, they graze on fields uh, just beside the ocean. So the fields, they, they are, there's wind from the ocean on the, these fields every day, all the time. And so the salt from the ocean going to be on this field and the cow is going to eat that and it's going to influence afterwards the taste of the cheese. Mm. So th this particular Avonlea cheddar from PI, they, you can't, you can't reproduce anywhere else because you need this place with this kind of wind and this, you know, it's the terroir. It's the sense of soil. It's, uh, it's the humidity in the air. It's the wind. It's the, what you have in the soil. Everything is important. And that's what makes this cheese just this cheese. It can't be made anywhere else. Yeah, that stuff. I, I, that's wild. That's cheddar. Because, yeah, that's so different. But that, that was incredible. It was. It just to me, it was very balanced. Yeah. It's really balanced. And uh, it's more complex than a regular cheddar you're going to buy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, at the shop, I mean, it's at, at the shop, at the superstar. But um, still, you can find some good cheese at the superstar. I shouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, this is cheddar. See, it's, it's so a very traditional cheddar. When, when you're doing the, uh, the um, when you're smelling it, you're saying you break it first. Yeah. What does that do? So then you're, you're getting the aroma from inside the cheese? It's, yeah, it's just uh, when you leave it outside like this a little bit. Yeah. The olfactive compound going to disperse easily. When you break it, it's the first scent. It's like when I open a cheese. I remember when I was at Otavio, I was cracking open a, a Parmigiano-Reggiano uh, wheel maybe every two, well, every month. I think almost every month. And I always did that at seven in the morning when the shop is empty. There's just a baker out there doing the bread. And you break and you can't cut it because it's so hard, you actually break it. It's, it's, uh, you should see a video of how they do. It's really interesting. Okay. And you break the, the wheel. And so the I don't, I don't even know the way cheese is made. Like you're saying it. So I, I have seen cheese wheels. Okay. But is it, is it always in a wheel format? No, not necessarily. You have pyramids, you have logs. Okay. 
you have uh, blocks. Yeah. You have uh, all kinds. Okay, that's what I figured, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you have, you have all kinds of shapes. That's, that's what's interesting in cheese, too. You know, you, you have all kinds of shapes, all, all kinds of color, all kinds of taste. It's, it's fantastic. And so those cheeses... So when someone does a wheel, what, is yeah. that, what does that do to the cheese? Like, how does that... Does that impact the flavor versus if you did it as maybe say like uh, uh, as a block? Does doing it in that in that size or that shape does that change anything? Yeah, so it changed the aging. It changed um, how it's gonna age. Um, it changed. There's a shape. There how they're gonna treat it when when it's aging. But the shape, for example, the triangle, you can't really age a cheese in a triangle um because it's gonna collapse at some point hmm. but i think so when they age I, do, I do they lose do they lose structure yeah so, I, I mean if you do a pyramid with the cheese it's gonna lose structure at some point okay uh, but i think one of the reason should be verified but one of the reason why the big cheese uh, are wrong it was because back in the day it was to roll them on the ground hmm. and um and the smallest one it was Maybe easier, but it was, it's a traditional shape. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that, 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 I, I don't think it's, it's gonna, it's not the, the most important thing that's gonna influence the taste, if you want. But, if, but it, but it will have some role in that. Yeah. It's gonna have a small role for sure. And so what's this last one that, that's so, here? The last one is Murcia Alvino. So when you look, you know, I told you, you can taste the cheesy with all your senses. When you look at the paste, it's really white. It's not mild. It's not mild yellow. It's white. This and one almost smells like wine or something to me. It's it's it, it's wine. Okay. Yeah. So it's a goat cheese. That's why it's white because uh, goats they don't assimilate beta carotene when they eat uh, when they eat the, the the grass. So their their milk is always white, even if it's a summer cheese. It's always white. So this particular cheese comes from La Mancha in uh, in Spain. That's so, wild because yeah. you can taste the goat in there, Yeah, but then you also, you, you can taste the wine. So it's immersed in wine, in a big Rioja, a bold Rioja wine. I've never had anything like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, this, this one's ridiculous. Yeah. The first time I tasted it, I was like, you, I was like, oh, wow. Because you, you, you can distinctly taste all of those different things. Yeah. yeah. And it's really floral. You don't have the boozy side of the wine. You yes. just have the fruity and, and floral smell and taste of the wine. So and when you were saying that you were going to include like in those monthly subscription boxes, you were going to include like a fun one or something. Mm -hmm. This would be an example of like one of the ones you would include yeah. where somebody wouldn't even necessarily know that they need to try this. Yeah. It, look, this weekend, I, I, I love working in a shop because I, I love the contact with the client. And the, the other day, last Saturday, um, client came and she, she bought some, some, uh, some sausage and some stuff. And at some point I said, don't want cheese. Said, no, not today. It's not, I already have some at home. I said, yeah, but you, you want to taste one? You don't have to buy it. Just taste one. And I make her taste this one. She was amazed. She said, "Like exactly like I never taste something like that." No, that's I didn't know that was possible because that that combination again. If you if you're really paying attention to it, you can pick up on all those different things. But together, it creates this separate experience. Yeah, exactly. That's what we look for, and it's here. It's again the acidity you have in the in the in the goat milk. It's gonna pair really well with the fruitiness of the wine, so it's a fantastic cheese. They do it for hundreds of years. So, what would you what would you pair with that if you were gonna eat it? Oh, this one this one is hard because it's that's it's, what I'm wondering. It's, it's already a kind of pairing, you know. Exactly. So, I'm probably gonna pair it with um, I nut, could picture with like nuts. 
with nuts. Yeah, to, to bring something crunchy, so a, a different texture too, but to bring a different taste, you have... Uh, Ooh, I know what I know what I would want to pair it with. Yeah? I think it would want to be one of uh, Bon Macaron, yeah. the fuzzy peach macaron. Oh yeah, it could work. I don't know why that's come popping into my head, but it the, could work. with we that should... little bit of tang or something. You know what? Like, like... We'll try it next time. Really? Because, yeah, the tang is going to go really well with the tang of the, of the goat milk. Yeah. And usually when you have acid with acid, the acid neutralizes and it brings out all the fruitiness. Mm. So it, 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 that it, might be it's okay. a nice one. Yeah. I'm yeah. not totally out it to lunch. No. <laughs> You're not at all. Dude. We, we should try it next time we see, we see Jan, actually. I would love to. <laughs> and you need to come play pickleball. Yeah, I come. I come. I told Jan. They're looking for more people. <laughs> um one thing I used to love growing up was like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. And one thing I always found when, when my mom used to make them is she would put this raw like white onion on top of the cheese and then the onion would sort of caramelize and it wouldn't, it wouldn't taste like onion anymore, but the cheese would also taste very different. Yeah. And that combination of the, the, the onion with the cheese, I, like I loved in particular. Um, do you ever eat grilled cheese? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so for you... We have croque monsieur in French, but it's basically the same. Okay. And, and for you, so like what, what, what would be like the ultimate kind of grilled cheese if you're going to do one? Um, or is, um, is there something people could add to their grilled cheese that they might not know they need to do? So there's a, a, a very good book on grilled cheese I have. I don't have the name, but the name must be like grilled cheese. But <laughs> there's a very good cooking book when you have a lot of different ones. Me, I have one cheese that I particularly like uh, melted in a grilled cheese. It's etorki. It's a cheese from uh, the Pyrenees, a sheep cheese. And it's the, the paste is really, uh, the texture is, uh, is like a raclette. It's really uh, elastic and it melts really well. And the sheep cheese at this age is fantastic. It's, it's nutty. It's, it's caramel, mildly, mildly uh, sweet. It's fantastic. And this grilled with a nice meat, uh, like a nice prosciutto. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a winner. It's definitely a winner. Okay. Uh, and, um, onions with uh, cheese. Is there a particular opinion, type, type I, of onion? I just, just love it. I mean, me, I like to, I like the yellow onion, but it's, it's, uh, I like the echalot too. Yes. Echalot is really nice too. Uh, for example, I talked about raclette earlier. Raclette is, uh, when I serve raclette, when I did the, the pop-up at Otavio uh, for the raclette, I, I served it with a uh, caramelized onion. It's because uh, you have this sweetness and at the same time, a little bit of acidity. It, it goes really well with cheese. I love yeah. it. And, and is there a, um, a cheese that you find is sort of the most popular or most common that people want to buy? Um, yeah, it's, it's, people love triple cream. Tri sorry, triple cream. Triple cream. Yeah, triple cream brie. Um, it's something people like a lot, yeah. Um, and what do you think it is about that that people love? And is that, is that only for like this area here that it's most popular? Because every, I would assume every area might have a different uh, yeah. sort of like more, more popular one, right? You know what? I, I, I would say, yeah, when I was working at Otavio, yeah. a lot of people asked me for English cheese because they have English backgrounds. So they wanted a Stilton, they wanted a Red Leicester, they wanted English, cheddar, English cheddar. Uh, or you have... Some people, like I told you, that like triple cream or uh, Daphinois, Daphinois Brie, which is really rich too. It's, they like the richness in it. They like, it's like, it's a, it's a mix between cream and butter. I mean, it's, the texture is fantastic. The taste is fantastic. It's often uh, easier cheese to eat. 
so it's yeah it's everybody loves that it's a crowd pleaser like mm. like a, like like you said in english it's a, it's a real crowd pleaser but it's really fatty too it's i okay. mean it's really fatty <laughs> this one is yeah the triple cream it's uh they add basically add cream to the cheese so it's yeah, see, like uh, that would be one I would love to put on grilled cheese. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not no? sure. It, no, because I'm not sure. It's. Um, do, did you ever do a, a, a brie uh, in the oven? No. So you take a brie. So I give you a recipe right now. You take some foil. Okay. You put a brie in the middle. You cut cut the top of the brie. Okay. Just the top. Oh, actually, you don't have to cut it. Just do a cross with a knife. Okay. Just to go through the rind, and then you put some. Uh, um, garlic, roasted garlic in it. You put some rosemary. You put you put herbs that you like. You know, uh, put stuff like that, and you put it in the oven. Then you take it out of the oven, like you put it at four fifty. You, you have a look at it regularly. Uh, take it out of the oven, and you just open it. And how dip, long would this be in the oven you for? Dip, um, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Okay. And you just dip bread in it, and you eat it like that. It's fantastic, but it's li really liquid. Mm. So I'm not sure it's the best one for uh, for grilled cheese because it's gonna melt everywhere. I see. You, you know what I mean? It's gonna go everywhere. That makes sense. That's why you, you want a texture. You remember the first one we taste, Mississauga, with the the ashes line in the middle. Yes. This is the texture you want for a grilled cheese. Because that that wouldn't that wouldn't just sort of fall apart and just go everywhere, right? Yeah, it, it's gonna it, it melt. Would be, it would be but elastic, but not, not not. It's gonna melt, but not leak. You yes. Know? So it's it's a, it's a good this one is a good one too. So what about what's what's like the weirdest cheese you've ever had? Oh, does anything pop oh, out? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, Tom Omar de Raisin. So Tom Omar de Raisin, it's uh, cow. That's quite the name. Uh, yeah, Omar uh, de Raisin. I don't remember the name in English, but uh, you have a name for it too. I'm gonna explain. You 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 you'll tell me the name. It's um so it's a cheese. They put it in a bucket. And they cover it with what's left when um, when you do the wine. You know all the little crushed grapes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's called Mar de Raisin in French, but I, see. I don't know in in English. And they cover the cheese with it, close the bucket, and let it age. And it's actually the the alcohol in the cheese mm -hmm. that's gonna cook more, a little bit more the curds, and it's gonna age with this around. So when you when you take it out of the bucket, when, when if I buy one tomorrow, I take it out of the bucket. You have all the mar de raisin, all this little uh, uh, rest of, of uh, wine making in, in in this, and you present it like that, and the taste is it's strong, it's strong in taste, it's uh, it's boozy in taste. Do you ever care anything like that? Uh, I might at some point. I okay. might at some point. Would yeah. that again be one of those things? For, for, for now, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting. So it's going to take a while since I I'm, just want I, you to I, dive into I, the deep I, end yeah. of like <laughs> all these weird things. <laughs> it just, I, I don't want to scare people no, I, I, right I away. Cause, and this cheese, I think it's, it's, it's weight like four or five kilos. It take, I think this one would take me a little, some time, Long time to, to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I respect that. Well, I brought a cheese in Otavio. Um, uh, it's a very popular cheese in France called Maroual. It comes from Lille, so, uh, north of France, very top north of France, Lille. And it's a, a, when, when um, uh, at Otavio, the manager asked me to, to write the cheese cards to, to tell what, what this, this cheese is like. And I was like, it's, it stinks so much. I mean, so I put maybe one of the, probably one of the stinkiest cheese in the world. And it is, it smells horribly. It's awful the smell. And 
So when I bought it at Otav for, for Otavio, I just bought one and it's a square, but it's a small one. So I was like, oh, it's going to take me like two months to, to, to sell it, but I have to try. And some people love this kind of cheese. Mm. So I shouldn't be scared of bringing weird cheese because people like weird well, cheese. Well, I, I wonder if there are people that sort of like those nuanced things. Yeah. And if you get something that is sort of extreme on one end, I'm sure there's people that would be looking for something like that. Because there might be, I, I would imagine some places would be cautious of bringing in something like that. Yeah, for the reasons you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Me, me just, I, I'm starting. So, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna rotate the cheese. I'm not gonna have always the same in, in the case. I'm really gonna try to rotate them as much as I can. And and when people are looking to sort of buy cheese, is there are there any rules that you would say to them if they don't know anything and they're going to buy some cheese? Is, uh, there, is there any like sort of pointers they should keep in mind when they're going? Yeah. Um, so if you go to a shop like, like ours, uh, ask the cheesemonger, uh, you tell them the cheese you like and he can find the, the, the one you like, but don't, don't stop there. Try to be surprised too. Ask him to taste a good cheesemonger is going to always make you taste the cheese. So try to be surprised. I often have clients coming and say, oh yeah, do you have this kind of cheese? No, no, I don't have it. Oh, okay. So I don't want. So they don't want anything else. No, be curious. You know, it's a, if, yeah, me, it would be my, my, the best advice. If you want to know more about cheese or if you want to experience cheese, try, try as much as you can, as different as you can. And don't, I get this. I, I'm the kind of guy. Sometimes I go to a restaurant. I like this dish. I always take this dish. You know, I, I used to be like that. Yeah. I try to change to work on this. That's okay. <laughs> I, I respect it. Believe yeah. me, up until like seven years ago, I only went to, I think, four different restaurants in the city or something. And I only, only ordered one thing at each of those restaurants. That's all. So there's like four, four things in the city that I would basically order. So and that's, that's it. So that's why you do this podcast and you oh, do no, other yeah. stuff on, on Instagram. It's to, I flipped it up 180. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm radically different than I used to be. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's try try different ones. And another advice would be, um, don't buy too much. Don't buy, uh, three or 400 grams of cheese if you're not planning to use it. I mean, often people are going to buy a big piece of cheese and they're going to cut it and leave it in the fridge for a little while and it might, you know, just dry, oh, dry it out. So for everyone listening, I'm going to cut out some of that, but I just looked over at one of my videos and it had stopped. <laughs> Luckily, it only stopped about a minute ago. So I think that there's going to be just a bunch of video of me here. Uh, we're back at it now. Let's let's pick up where we stopped. Do you know what we're talking about? I don't. I don't remember. I I, I talk too much. So, uh, oh, don't buy too much cheese at once. Yes, I think it was that. Yes, it was. Yeah, okay. So yeah, don't buy too much cheese because uh, often you let it dry at some point in your fridge. Oh, it, it's gonna get moldy, and so don't 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 buy too much and store your cheese properly. Uh, there's cheese paper you can buy around. Um, often the cheese paper from the shop is uh, really nice. Keep it in the cheese paper. If you don't have cheese paper, you can use um, parchment paper. But don't don't uh, don't don't wrap wrap them even more small pieces. Don't wrap them in in a plastic because the the surface is gonna take take the, the taste a little bit. So it's not the best, and most importantly, it's not gonna be able to breathe. And the cheese is a living thing, so it needs to breathe. Okay. So don't, don't, if you put it in a Tupperware so it doesn't stink all your fridge, it's totally fine. But just open your Tupperware time to time just to renew the, renew the air in it. But yeah, store your cheese properly. Don't buy too much. 
and taste different stuff. Beautiful. Thank you. And I just actually figured out what happened. The battery pack that I plugged into the oh, phone ran out. Yeah. So when that happened, the phone actually took that as a signal and just shut off. Okay. okay. So that's what it was. I know now for that for the future. Okay. Thank you so much for, no. it seems like everything that could have gone wrong here is, no. has gone wrong, dude. So the, thank the, you. The conversation is perfect. That didn't go wrong. So that's cool. No, no it's worries. great. Um, so around the city, do you go and eat out lots? Do I go eat out a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you? Yeah. So where, where have you been going to recently? So recently I, uh, I discovered, so it's, it's weird as, uh, as an answer, but I discovered bold butchery. Okay. And they sell shawarma, mm -hmm. uh, in their shop. So the butchery is fantastic. Uh, they have, uh, I mean, they have meat that you don't, they have mutton sometimes. It's a, it's a halal uh, place. Yep. So they have a di different kind of meat that you find, uh, everywhere else. And they do so. Uh, food to go. You can eat, eat there, but f f food is mostly to go. So they do the shawarma, but most importantly, they do um, uh, a bowl. Um, you have the sh you have the shawarma, shawarma bowl, and you have the um, <laughs> waffle falafel bowl. Okay, their falafel bowl. Yeah, is fantastic. Okay, fantastic. So I was really surprised uh, with this one because full of taste. The pickles in the falafel bowl are fantastic, and their hummus. I, I strongly advise because you have the choice uh, of the hummus. Take the beets hummus. The beets hummus is fantastic. So this is a nice place. It's not expensive. It's uh, prepared really quick. And, I do. Uh, I do have to try that. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I love wrap and roll. Yeah, that's my favorite place in the city. Um, they're from Lebanon. Okay. So they do, they do the same type of food. Yeah. Like shawarma and falafel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I do need to try bold to sort of be able oh, to yeah. compare. Have you tried falafel or wrap and roll? No, never. Okay. Never. So I, I need to sort of try just to compare and see how things are. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's just, it, you, you taste, uh, you taste Arabic when you, you eat that. It's mm. just, oh, it's fantastic. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Falafel is like, that's, I, I never had it before. I think I maybe had it for like the first time when I went to Montreal, not even that long ago. And, and, uh, it's there that I discovered it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So now to be able to, yeah, to know that there's good places here. Yeah. No, for, for me, it's, it's a place I was the most surprised the past, for the past few weeks. Yeah. It's really surprised me how good it was. Oh, so you just was. went recently? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, well, pre, just pre-COVID. Okay. I see. <laughs> and, and I want to say shout out to Rap and Roll for the, um, the Beirut fundraiser that they did. Where is it, Rap and Roll? It's across in the Royal Jubilee on okay. 4th Street. Okay. And they did a, a fundraiser for um, for Beirut for what happened in Lebanon. And they raised in that week, especially on the Saturday, they did almost 900 raps on the Saturday. It was by donation. Oh, wow. And they raised um, north of $21,000 Wow! to send off back to back to the people in, Be in Beirut. That's awesome. And and just the, the dedication, like they didn't get a day off because they only take Saturdays off and they did it on the Saturday. That means they didn't get a day off for 13 days. Oh, wow. Like Mo and Umali, they're, they're there for um, like 10, 12 hours a day. And that was basically committing to that we're going to do this now with no days off for like two weeks. I like that in food business, a sense of <laughs> community, you know, and uh, how people bring their culture, but don't forget it. Yes. So it's, 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 I love that. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, that was shout out to them for them, for being um, selfless and for wanting to support and everyone that came out to support yeah. in that time. It was amazing to see the lineup size and it was, it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
And and so also elsewhere around the city, have there been other places you've been going to? Um, yeah. Um, what, what I liked recently? Uh, oh, I've been to nowhere. Uh, I love oh, that dude. duck. I love that duck. They did a, a, a duck breast, fantastic. Mm. Um, you, you like nowhere? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get yeah. me started on nowhere. I just went there actually uh, in the last week. Okay. And it blew my mind. Oh wow! Uh, it's I'm I, I've been two times. Each time I've been I've been amazed. It's uh, really nice. And the amazing thing with them is that they change their menu so frequently that like I'm going back in two weeks and. Clark told me after the meal I just had, he's like, oh, now the challenge is going to be to have a completely new menu when you go back. So, and actually, I think that's where, that's where Jan went for his birthday last yeah, week. Yeah, he told me he went there. That's where they went. So yeah. he probably had the same menu last week that I had. And I'm going with, uh, with Jan, I'm going to uh, Saveur. I never tried. Oh yeah, I haven't been there for quite a while. I really look forward to taste, uh, to taste Saveur. I heard a lot of good things about it. Was it was amazing when I was there. Okay. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed I it, dude. Wait. You're in for a treat. Yeah, oh, cool. You're going to all cool. the good places in the city, man. Cool, yeah, I try. I try. What, what's your good place? What's your... Oh, I would say... Rap and roll. Those are the two. Oh, yeah? Like, okay. honestly, those are my two. Like, for me, it, it's... it's Yeah, it's nowhere or rap and roll. Me, I like Bodega, too. I haven't... I've been in Bodega once, and I didn't... I went to meet some people, and I didn't actually eat or anything. Yeah, it's Bodega. And you can co to this way of eating. Uh-huh. You know, with small plates. Yes. Uh, Spanish style. I love that. And at Bodega, I, I love that. It's And they're, they're Ser- the Serrano Ham in general is just fantastic. And it's been a while. Last time I've been, took two plates of Serrano Ham. It was so good. So good. Really? Oh, yeah. I do know they have a good um, uh, uh, drink game there, too. Yeah. With their drinks. Yeah. They do a really good job. Yeah, they have uh, a lot of ch- uh, sherry. Yes, exactly. A lot of sherry. And, and uh, I did not know there was such a variety. Uh, one time we took a flight and we tried different ones. Mm-hmm. And you can go to dry, to, to, to sweet. It's, it's very different. It's, you have a huge variety in sherry. I had no idea. So I learned a lot there when I was there. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I'm so thankful that people like connected us together. Yeah. Because I didn't, like, I didn't, this is the first time where I've, I've legitimately basically had someone on here that I don't know at all. Okay. I, I didn't know what they were about. But when it, when um you know when Yan and and Kyle and Shane basically were like you got to meet this guy, <laughs> then that, then it's like that's dope because that's an opportunity to sort of uh like get learn some or meet somebody new yeah and that's the one of the reasons why I started doing this is to be able to find out someone's personality yeah so it's cool now to finally be able to do that sort of live thank you on on the and have a chat and sort of learn about somebody that I don't already know because I have been sort of playing it safe with these and like um. No, like talking to people that I get along with really well. I already know, like, okay, this is gonna be killer. Let's do this. So this is this has been amazing, yeah, dude. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. I'm, I'm happy I was your first one, <laughs> dude. I love your energy. Thank you. And, and I'm excited for for people to hear this and sort of learn who you are, and then come into the shop and sort of say, like, yo, Guillaume, like, tell me what I what am I getting today? Yeah. And then you can give them something like that cheese with with the wine in it, and like blow their mind. Yeah, that's 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 what I like. I like seeing someone tasting a cheese and just opening his eyes and, oh, wow, I love that. I love this feeling. It's awesome. Dude, so if people want to find out more about, La, I'm not going to try and pronounce L'apéro. it. L'apéro. Yeah. Like yeah, that. it works. There we go. So if people want to find more, where should they go? Uh, they go uh, online, uh, aperocheeseexperience.com. So apero, it's A-P-E-R-O. Okay. So aperocheeseexperience.com. 
Beautiful. And uh, yeah, and, and you're uh, on Instagram. Amazon. I'm on Instagram. It's Epero Cheese One. And you can come to the shop. I'm on site uh, all Saturday. So Saturday from 11 to 4, I'm here every Saturday. Are you so, here during the week at all? Uh, it depends. Depends on the, the work. I, I still have a second job. Oh, you do? <laughs> no, it's, it's just I work with London Chef because I, I love them. So I still I work see. with them time to time. Okay. Uh, but no, no, I, 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 I'm not always at the shop. It's just sometimes I have deliveries or I have some stuff to do on on. on uh, you know, the contents or stuff like stuff, stuff like that. So I can't be always at the shop, but I'm for sure at the shop on Saturdays. Awesome, dude. I love, I love what you're doing. And I love like the fact that now, like I've tried that cheese. Uh, but we, we're going to have a full dinner at some point and we'll finish with a nice uh, proper cheese plate. Okay. That'd be sick. No, no, not something on and, the and paper. The, the, the pictures that you put on Instagram, yeah. like they look phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. Those things are super impressive. Thank you. It's, uh, so the last one, I had one uh, at the beach, uh, we took at McCulley. I have to say, it's my wife who took the picture. Mm. Okay. She would be mad if I don't say it, but uh, shout out to you. your wife for the picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but basically at, at some point, uh, if you have a nice cheese bar, taking, taking a nice picture is easy. You know, it's, if you have a nice cheese bar, nice cheese, nice food on it, it's, it's easy. And so when people actually do get a cheese board from you, mm -hmm. do they get to keep the board or do you rent it or, or so, how does that work? So uh, the board I have is, is it's to go board. So it's, it's a board you can really use. You can put it uh, for a family dinner or a reception or you can really put them there because mm -hmm. they're they are beautiful. They're made in, uh, in wood, but it's a very thin wood. So after you, you can just put it in the, in the recycling, um, uh, not recycling, the um, uh, compost. Okay. Yeah, you can compost them. So, uh, but I, I have um, other ones for for bigger events that uh, that I have to take back. But uh, the small ones I, I do, so the one to go, uh, they are ready to go. So we don't don't take back anything. At some point, do you think if someone wanted to do something with a like a really fancy board, mm -hmm. is there going to be an option that somebody, if they wanted to actually buy the board and get a custom made thing that you could get one made and then then put stuff on it. Yeah, we we could definitely work on something like that. Okay, um, I, I do board as a um, I, I have a I'm a caterer in a, in a way too. So I, I do boards for weddings. For so I bring big, huge boards. Oh, beautiful wooden boards, but it's very expensive board. But we can definitely work on small board. I think uh, House Sausage uh, would like to do something like that. Yeah, uh, like little boards that we fill up and we keep the board. The board is beautiful. It's it's made by a, a mermaid. Yes. Not mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. M M U R M A D E. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You just uh, look it up on uh, on Instagram. It's a beautiful board. Hundred yeah. percent. I did. We did a. I did a giveaway with him and uh, with House uh, a while ago. Yeah. He does a really good job. That was a long time ago. Okay. That was not this one. It's not this one. We just did a giveaway. Um. You and you and them and me. Yeah. Um. With the house guys, but uh, owning a business. What's the biggest thing you've learned so far? This is how I like to end these things now is asking what's the biggest like lesson you've learned owning a business? What, what's what's the, the, the could be anything, just whatever pops into your head. Like, like something that you wish you knew when you started. Oh, okay. Okay. Like what's um, the, what's the biggest thing you've learned that pops out? Um, and if there's ver nothing, ver versatility, uh, you, you have to do everything. Uh, okay. if, if, if uh, you have, uh, your fridge is broken and you don't, don't have the money to, to, to pay the guy, you have to, to go under the fridge and try to repair it. And at the same time, if you want to incorporate your company mm -hmm. and you don't have the money, <laughs> you have to do it yourself. So you learn a lot, a lot in a very different fields.
this this is a challenging very interesting but challenging definitely beautiful i love it dude thank you thank, thank you. you so much for your time oh no worries Dallas. You've, you've, I'm, I'm glad we made it through all the pleasure. different i just can't believe like the first day um you know i was late then the second day didn't happen now this today <laughs> but we made it dude we made it awesome it's and if anybody's looking for uh for what i'm doing you can go to www.vicfoodguys.ca and you'll find uh you'll find all these podcasts and then i'm on instagram as well under vic food guys and whatever platform you're listening or watching this on please give a like or a share or anything so you can meet people like guillaume <laughs> and find out what they're doing because this is going to continue and i'll be back next tuesday okay everybody have a good day bye